This episode is brought to you by Sparkling Ice. If you're on the hunt for show-stopping flavor for your thirst, skip the blah and grab a Sparkling Ice. With over 17 original flavors made with zero sugar, vitamins, and antioxidants, Sparkling Ice is the anything-but-subtle bottle of tasty goodness all in on bold flavor that you can taste. You can find Sparkling Ice just about wherever your thirst hits, from online to grocery stores, bodegas, and convenience stores. Betches Media presents At Betches, a podcast hosted by Betches co-founders Jordana Abraham, Sammy Sage, and me, Aileen Drexler. We talk about it all, from the latest celeb drama to the best movies and TV shows out now. We share all of our thoughts, even the unpopular ones. Welcome to our pop culture group chat. Hello, and welcome back to the At Betches podcast. I'm Sammy. And I'm Jordana, and we know this is usually a place where you guys come to sort of get a release, get a break from the rest of the world, but we couldn't really not mention everything that's going on and how much it's affecting us, and we wanted to, like, talk about that. We're going to hopefully give you guys a distraction. um, Soon. Soon. A few minutes. Yes, in a few minutes. But we didn't feel like we could not mention everything that's been going on this week and how that has weight on us. It doesn't feel like totally appropriate to just be talking about pop culture so casually without mentioning it. I also just like I'm very consumed by it. But going on my phone has been just the most miserable experience. And I am just in in a, in a bad way. How are you? Yeah. I mean, it feels really heavy. It's funny. I talked about this a little bit with Dr. Naomi on oversharing on the episode that will come out on Tuesday, I mean, I'm hoping things are like a little bit, feel a little bit better by then. I don't know that that will be the case. Probably not. But I think what's really bothered me this time, and especially being Jewish and having a pretty strong connection to Israel. Yeah, you and, live there. You know, and, and my family lives there. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel that something that's really bothered me about this is that people want to put like an American lens on it and they want to make it like because you spoke out for BLM or Asian hate or trans rights, like you now have to post or you have to speak out in a certain way about this. And I just feel like it it sort of betrays what allyship means when you are the people who are affected because allyship is supposed to be from people who are helping support the community in need. Mm -hmm. And it just feels what I felt has been this like extreme pressure to speak out on the internet and say certain words. And it's like, I'm dealing with this in real life. Like I am speaking to family members and friends who are there, people who, who have actually like lost family members in this. And like, I can't be like living on Instagram with this conflict. Like this is too real to me. And I am not, I don't feel that I need to be called to be a supporter of my own community as like when I feel that we are the ones who sort of need the support. I feel like we, we talked about this, not in relation to anything about Israel, but like we had talked about this sort of similarly when Angus Cloud had died, I think in the past few months. And there was like so much hate going on on Zendaya's Instagram that she wasn't posting fast enough or anything quick enough. It's like, if you're dealing with something in an actual real way, you're usually doing that in a non-online manner. Yeah. You're not concerned, not thinking about what people on the internet will think about how you're thinking about it. 
Right. And also like those messages are of support are supposed to be made from people who are supporting that community. That's what allyship is. Like it's not forcing someone who is dealing with like personal reality to making like a public statement so that like they can then be ripped apart for whatever it is they say. And especially on the internet where there is so much anti-Semitism that like to be a public figure, you're actually putting yourself in that direct line of fire. Mm -hmm. And that's what basically you're asking people to do. It's been horrible to watch. It's been a horrible, horrible experience just be going through. And I just wish that there was like a little bit more, I don't know, Grace. Grace. Yeah. I think that's really the word. And I think that I agree with you. There's so much policing online of who is saying what in the right thing. And to me, that's just t- entirely missing the point of like what the good of the internet could be. To be policing who's saying what and who's doing what is really like not helping anything. So I would just implore anyone on the internet to give everyone else a little bit of grace to let people deal with this stuff in their own way. And to not feel like someone owes you anything, especially when they're going through it. Yeah. It's one thing to be like, where is President Biden's statement on this? Like, that is his job. Okay. (laughs) Like, I understand that. If he didn't say anything, I would be like, okay, this is weird. But like, people on the internet are not that. So. I mean, through like Betch's news and through the morning announcements, like, I have been talking about it every day. Which is why it's a little bit upsetting when it's like, okay, I am talking about it. You're just not following there. Right. But I can't get myself worked up about that too. And if this was upsetting to anyone, I do. I really also want to say I give I give you grace too, even though I might be upset. For years, I've used men's razors because the quality of razors for women is seriously questionable. But using disposable men's razors felt like settling, and also they gave me razor burn. That's why I became a loyal customer of the Athena Club razor. And it was truly the easiest, smoothest shave ever. And also the easiest, smoothest decision to become a subscriber to Athena Club. I have officially moved on from my cheap razor era, and now my skin is getting the premium razor it deserves. Athena Club razors are gentle on your skin. They leave your skin smooth. I really have tried a lot of their products and I love all of them, but truly the razor is my favorite. And it looks nice in your shower, which really can't be underestimated. Step up your shaving game now with Athena Club's award-winning razor kit. It is seriously the best on the market and here is why. First of all, the Athena Club razor kit is an absolute steal at just $10, but don't let the price fool you. It packs a serious punch. It comes with a beautifully made ergonomic handle. Like I said, it looks great in the shower and two super sharp razor heads that deliver an incredibly smooth shave every time. Athena Club's razor glides effortlessly thanks to those five precision engineered blades. The blades are perfectly spaced out to let your hair pass through with each stroke and you'll experience less irritation, which is really the most important thing in my book. If you're ready to upgrade your shaving experience, switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Head over to athenaclub.com to try their award-winning razor and body products and get 20% off your purchase with code BETCHES at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target store. Trust me, you won't look back. Happy shaving. This episode of At Betches is brought to you by Framebridge. Around our office, we have so many colorful framed art prints and photos. It creates such a fun atmosphere and gives our space that unique Betches character. I've been a longtime user of Framebridge because anytime I want to frame something, custom framing can be so difficult and expensive, and they don't always have the sizes you want online if you want to try to frame something yourself. So then your options are to bring something to an expensive framing store or leave 
leave it in your closet collecting dust. But Framebridge makes it so easy and affordable to get your special artwork and memories in frames so you can spice up your space with ease. Basically, everything in my house has been framed by Framebridge. We got our wedding photos done immediately by Framebridge. We've hung a gallery wall. Framebridge is truly my go-to. They make it so easy to select a frame to see how they would look online, and they send you packaging so that you can send in the thing you want framed so that it won't get ruined. We all know that getting custom frames can be difficult, but Framebridge is easy and affordable to custom frame just about anything. You can easily order online at framebridge.com or visit a retail store if you need some guidance. You can either upload a digital photo for them to print or mail in an item using their free secure prepaid packaging that I mentioned. Then Framebridge custom frames your piece in their studio using the highest quality materials and ships it to your door in days for free. See why Framebridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or visit a local Framebridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Speaking of giving people grace, we're not doing a speak now section and <laughs> we're just going to talk a little bit about Taylor. And if that bothers you, you can fast forward and th- let's just make this the episode of like, you need to calm down. Yeah. If you need to calm down, if you don't, if it's not the way you would have done it, it doesn't mean it's wrong. We're going to talk a little bit about Taylor Swift. Sammy and I and our other friend are trying to go to a Taylor Swift cover band um, in, in January. January. So... Just for the record, I like Taylor Swift a lot. I really enjoy her music. Anyway, go on. Yeah, I mean, look, the tickets are more affordable. We'll can say that. To same me, it's songs. all this. To me, I don't do like star worship. To me, it's all the same thing. Like the music is good. I don't care who's singing it if it sounds enough like what I've heard on the um, Spotify. I don't think it's star worship to think that like she's a great role model and to like you know she's. It's not you know she's really good. So sure. Yeah. Well, anyway, last night she had the premiere for the Eras Tour film at the Grove in LA. They shut down the whole Grove. She wore a, I loved this gown, a beautiful blue. I'll, it's beautiful is my subjective word. It was an Oscar de la Renta gown in like what, what, what Swifties will call 1989 blue. Um, there were lots of celebs in appearance. Mariska Hargitay, Julia Garner, Adam Sandler, Maren Morris, Haley Kiyoko, and Beyonce, Beyonce showed up and then Taylor and Beyonce posted a boomerang on Instagram, which I thought was incredibly millennial of them. Yeah. Showing their age. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Did you, is it 2013, guys? How, how old is Beyonce? Let's see. How old is Beyonce? These are facts. 42. Yeah. 40, she just turned 42. Happy birthday. On September 4th, Actually, a Virgo. Really. Beyonce is such a Virgo. We were talking about this last night. Like, who are Virgos? Beyonce strikes me I'm, as very much a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. Right. Not very Virgo either. Not very Virgo y. Oh, maybe a little. I'm not an astrologer. I'm not Allie Luber from Vanderpump Rules. So, Travis Kelsey did not show up at the Eras Tour red carpet, although he had planned to make his debut there, but he had to do football practice. Apparently, according to sources, he did send a lavish $2,500 floral arrangement to her at the Beverly Hills Hotel, and he apparently wrote a very gushy card to go along with the floral display. Who's, who, is, who are these sources? The florist? No, probably Tree Payne, Taylor's publicist. Okay. Yeah, I'm starting to get a little over this couple already. I think they had their, they had their two weeks. I don't care anymore. So 
I think that there's like, they're hanging, like I believe they're hanging out, like sure, because apparently they had a secretly chill night in Kansas City for his birthday last week on last Friday. His 34th? Yeah, his 34th. Nice. But they didn't, you know, there's not a lot of details about their secret night. Okay. Because it's a secret. And like, who knows if it even happened. People say they talk every day. Well, they're dating. That makes sense. But here's the thing. A source told Us Weekly, they talk every, this is even before, Taylor's really enjoying getting to know Travis. They're taking it day by day, but she has high hopes. Would you ever let your friend tell a magazine that you had high hopes about a guy? I mean, at 34, maybe. Like, that's like a different kind of relationship. Yeah. Uh, maybe, I feel but like, like, I don't think Taylor's like about eight. Like, I don't think she's, that's like her. She's been around the block. I think like if you feel like you're, I think the older you are in dating, the more you can like be real about where you're at. I don't think she dates like regular people. <laughs> you think she dates like the gamey, like gaming, like no, I think she's, dating? I think she's a celebrity. So there's just like a thousand other people involved and, and it's not like really comparable to what the way we look at dating, like their schedules are just not. It's not like, oh, are you, can you go out on a Thursday? Like, sure. Okay. Well, I hope they, um, I wish the best for them. I don't really care that much. So she's, <laughs> she's maybe, <laughs> she's maybe going to attend tonight's Kansas City Chiefs game. We'll see. I won't be watching either way. So. Me either. <laughs> okay. Speaking of relationships that have a professional dimension to them, Jada Pinkett Smith revealed that she and Will Smith have actually been separated for seven years. Did you see this? I did see this. How does this make you feel? I am not surprised. You know what I think is just so weird? Like that they don't really seem very organized in how they present their relationship. <laughs> like it seems very messy. And it, because like if you're seeing it, it's messy, right? So like there's a pot that not to say that they are more dysfunctional than anyone else. I think that there's clearly a lot of dysfunctional relationships in Hollywood. But the fact that they let it come out in like all these different ways is just like, it seems like it's very chaotic behind the scenes if this is what we're seeing. They've been separated for seven years. The slap, like that, the slap makes a lot more sense to me almost since they were separated at that time. It makes a lot more sense, but it also makes everything in the aftermath just seem, that would have been the time to say it, I think. No, it wouldn't. Yeah. No. Like it would have explained it. The, I think it would have added to the chaos. Get it out of the way. Then it all would have just been under the category of the slap. Not right. And now we wouldn't be like, oh, that's kind of So when did when did she cheat on him, quote unquote, if they've been separated this whole time? Wasn't there a whole thing about her cheating on him a while ago? Well, what is cheating when they're open? Like what is the what are the rules of their relationship? Right. That's what I'm saying. It's all over the, the, the relationship that they're presenting is all over the place. Right. So, so this, is, this is what she said to Hoda on the Today Show. So the reason they kept things quiet, she said, I think just not being ready yet, still trying to figure out between the two of us how to be in a partnership and in regards to how do we present that to people and we hadn't figured that out. Then she asked why not get a divorce and they said, it fractured for a lot of reasons. I think by the time we got to 2016, we were just exhausted with trying. I think we were both stuck in our fantasy of what we thought the other person should be. I made a promise that there will never be a reason for us to get a divorce. We will work through whatever, and I just haven't been able to break that promise. 
So it's like, I, I get that. There are people who just like can't divorce because like the idea of it just, it doesn't work. It sounds expensive. It's like, unless you want to, it's kind of like, unless you want to get remarried, like I could see why they'd be like, what's the point? Kind of like Kyle and Mauricio. I get it. Maybe if divorce were like less expensive, people would do it more. I think if you're going to get divorced, you've got to really hate each other. Otherwise, it's really just not very motivating to go through that whole legal process of like legally separating from each other. It's very expensive. It's very time consuming. And so I think if you kind of just like grew apart or you don't really like each other, there's like a little bit of friction. You're kind of like, especially if you're these Hollywood couples, you're kind of like, I could just not like just go live there, whatever. Right, because it becomes a thing. And like they'd rather right. it not be a thing. And it's it's a huge, I mean, when there's, there's that much money, it's it's just like a huge thing to untangle. It's very, it's like there's a lot of press. There's a lot of other stuff. I could, I could totally see You pay see why, lawyers. Right. You pay the PR people. <laughs> yeah. I could totally see why they'd be like, I don't hate you enough to like need to declare it to the world. Let's just do our own thing. And I think that like divorce is a, is a game for people who really hate each other. Or they want to marry someone else. Yes. Well, that's the other part. Yeah. But I think that they're probably not at the state where they would feel like that. They're not young enough where that's a, a huge deal to them at the moment right. anyway. Like they have the kids. They Right. They could just date someone for a long time without marrying them. Well, to, to me, this story is not, you know, they can do whatever they want. I definitely agree. It contextualizes the slap. But to me, it just shows like people in Hollywood are not what they seem. Like no matter how much they present, we're very much in love and like she has high hopes for him. It's just bullshit. It's, those are just all platitudes. And I think there's like a whole study of being able to read these platitudes for what they are. And that's what we aim to bring on this podcast. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competition for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios in Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant nearly 20 years ago. Now she's returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitor are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Weddings are all about the bride and groom, but we all know they're a chance to look your best too. With a fully custom suit from Indochino, you'll walk into wedding season looking like a million bucks, even though suits start at just $499. It's easier than ever to be the best dressed guest with Indochino. Order your custom suits now and be ready for wedding season. Design the suit of your dreams and fine tune every detail, including lapels, linings, monograms, pocket flaps, and more. Get a bespoke look without the premium price tag. Suits starting at $499 and fitted shirts at just $89. You can get a tailored fit from home by setting up your measurement profile on Indochino's website and choose customizations without ever leaving the house. Or opt for a premium in-person experience. Book an appointment at a showroom near you and let an Indochino style guide walk you through every step. Look your best this wedding season at the table or on the dance floor when you wear Indochino. Go to Indochino.com today and use code BETCHES to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O dot com, promo code BETCHES. 
Speaking of divorced couples who choose to divorce and who do hate each other. And who are young enough to make it worth it. Exactly. Uh, Let's talk Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner. Yeah, so they apparently have come to a temporary custody agreement for their two daughters. Basically, the kids will spend equal time in the U.S. and the U.K., and they're going to co-parent. However, this agreement only extends through January 7th, so that's like the next quarter. It's pretty pretty quick agreement. Christmas. Yeah, they came to it pretty quickly, but it also seems like they'll revisit it at Mm -hmm. least you know, so the kids are going to be flying cross Atlantic, right, for the next three months. Well, you know what? I'm happy that they worked it out. It seems to have come to some sort of agreement here. Obviously, it doesn't seem like it's forever, but any. I think there's when there's kids and when there's little kids involved, and I think that's also the difference between this and the Jada Pickett Smith, Will Smith thing, where it's like their kids are basically adults. It's not. It's really just about them. This is like nice that they've worked this out, this agreement for their kids. I mean, also for Joe Jonas, because Sophie's going to be like, you want to fuck with me? I'm going to go out with Taylor Swift again. <laughs> Do you think that's we, what got him in line? Are, I, I don't think it didn't get him in line. Like, it probably, like, apparently they, he had some issue with one of his concerts on tour. Like, I don't think that having the internet make, you know, he almost got, like, a better, not better deserved, but a little bit of a taste of the Sandoval treatment. Where you're just kind of the the villain. Right. I think it's and in also their, the butt of the joke. I think it's in their in their best interest to just smooth this over. Stay out Agreed. of the headlines. Agreed. In two years we might even forget they were ever married. It's very possible. Um but let's talk about um let's talk about TV. Yeah, let's talk about some TV. Apparently the crown is coming back for its final season. I love the crown i me too some calm it's going to be split into two parts the first four episodes will come out on november 16th and then it's going to take a hiatus and then the final six episodes will come out on december 14th very very excited the crown is such a good show it's like so well done i learn so much i know it's like technically they say it's like not fully it's like it's true enough that i don't need to know any more it's true according to somebody i don't think like i don't do my question is, are they putting anything in there that's, like, false? I think they're more, like, dramatizing things, which maybe didn't happen potentially as dramatically as they are portraying them. But they all, I think they... Or maybe not, they happen more saying, dramatically. Right. They're never saying anything that didn't happen, right? There's nothing in there that's, like, false. That's, to, to my understanding, that's, like, kind of their line. That there's Obviously, like, the dialogue they're making up because they don't have the dialogue... But they have some dialogue, like the calls between Char- Charles and Camilla. Oh, yeah. About the tan- they have that dialogue. To me, it's as accurate as like I care it to be. I care for it yeah. to be. Yeah. And I learned so much through the show. It's so well done. Uh, and it's like a slow burn. Agreed. And there's the cast that change. Like it makes it good because it's not – it just makes it more dynamic. Do you like the poster for this season with Diana sitting on the plank? Let me see it. Hold on. It's like a, that. It's it's oh. a different view yeah, of that. It's cool. So that's like an epic. That's a pretty like iconic photo. But it's she's sitting. But the photo's taken from a different angle. Okay. In the original, it's taken from like a paparazzi lens from the side. She's in that photo. She's sitting off the diving board of Dodi Fayed's yacht. Okay. During that summer when she was with him, and paparazzi were like chasing them around. 
the Mediterranean. I'm excited to like learn more about what happened with that because I feel like I've just gotten a very general take on. Oh, well, that whole situation is one of my hyper fixations. So I'm happy to tell you about it anytime. Well, I'm, I want don't spoil it for me. I want to find <laughs> out on the show. Don't spoil um, the thing that happened in 1997. Yeah. yeah. I want to see yeah. it play out in the slow burning way that it's that it's going to be portrayed on this show. That's like the beauty of it is I feel like I get enough details that I'm like, I feel like I understand the situation in a real way. I'm very eager to see how they portray these, these situations, like this, which angle they choose to take, because obviously the royal family has an angle on this that they'd like such a show to take. And then other people have an angle that they right. think this should take. So I think, I think they do a pretty good job of making the characters like pretty well-rounded. And I mean, Charles is pretty hateable, but even he had some redeeming moments. So I like that it's like no one is real. It's not like black and white. It does feel like there's a lot of character development. Did you ever um, watch the movie The Queen? Yes. Did you, did, you, did you like that movie? I think I did. It was a long time ago. Um, who was the queen who played the queen? Uh, Helen Mirren. Yes. Um, and it was basically about how everyone was like mad at her after Diana's death, right? Yeah. So I'm wondering if they're – that was like not a great look for the queen. So I'm wondering if the show is going to take like that type of um, – that type of approach on what she did versus if it's going to make them look good or – Right. Just and this is the general. last season, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it's in two parts, like The Sopranos was. Right. I mean, I'm excited. That's me too. What else? What else are you watching? So this weekend, I watched this very, very random show on Netflix. It was tech. It was a, it's a Spanish show um, that was dubbed, but really, really good. Don't write it off. It's called Thursday's Widows, and it was about this. It's basically about this, um, like very wealthy enclave in Mexico that. They have like secrets and the families are intertwined and it's six episodes and it's not really, it's like a little bit mystery, a little bit thriller and each, so there's like, it's about five different families. In the first episode, there's like an incident and then each episode after that follows each family to reveal the truth about them. How, mm -hmm. you know, how did they really play into this incident? And it's just intriguing. What's the incident? Um, these like people die. Like a <laughs> bunch of husbands die. Okay. Oh, because the seven widows. No, Thursday's widows. Thursday's widows. Okay. The Got five it. families. Okay. This sounds interesting. I'll check it out. There's not that much out right now besides like Real Housewives. I did watch yeah. the Netflix movie. It was number one on Netflix. So I'm sure a lot of people have watched it by now. Um, Fair Play with the girl from Bridgerton. I forget her name. Phoebe something. Phoebe uh, Diviner. 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 Phoebe Diviner. Phoebe D. Phoebe D. <laughs> Phoebe Diviner. Yeah. Diviner. And yeah. the the premise of that movie is that Phoebe yeah, Don't say it. Phoebe D. <laughs> she works at a hedge fund with this um, guy and she's dating like another analyst at a hedge fund. And then she gets she gets um, promoted to portfolio manager. So like she's his boss, and it basically like ruins their entire relationship. And they're like also secretly dating because they can't like tell anyone. Um, but 
It was very entertaining. I think you would enjoy it. It's a lot about like gender roles and like stuff like that. It's just like the way that she's promoted. Like, like love that. I'm definitely going to watch you're gonna that. Really, I think you'd really enjoy it. It gets a little absurd. I don't want to give anything away. It gets like a little, you know, when you, a, a movie gets like a little out of hand, you're like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, like on cut jams. Yes. <laughs> Great. But, I like, love that. that. Almost, that was almost part of the, like the ride. Um, okay, good. This was like not exactly like that, not as good as that, but very, I thought very entertaining. And for there not being much on TV, I thought it was a very good watch. And I think you'll enjoy it. And I want you to text me after you see it. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I've been to therapy for many years, and whenever I have a problem that I just can't seem to wrap my head about, if I have intrusive thoughts or I have something I just like I'm avoiding, I always go to therapy because I know my therapist can help me work through the issue, come out on the other side, and just leave the session feeling like everything's going to be okay. Nothing has transformed my life quite as much as my therapy experience. I can't recommend therapy enough, and BetterHelp is a great way into it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Betches today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Betches. Ready to redefine your relationship with alcohol? Whether you're trying to cut back or just want to explore a non-alcoholic alternative, Athletic Brewing is a game changer. They offer a variety of different full-flavored brews with no alcohol, allowing you to sip and celebrate anytime and anywhere. Do you like hazy IPAs, sweet, fruity sours? Athletic Brewing has an assortment of non-alcoholic beers in almost any style you can think of. One thing I really like is a great Sunday brunch. And sometimes, you know, you kind of want to have a drink during it. But also it's Sunday and you kind of want to get your life together. That's the perfect occasion to have an Athletic Brew non-alcoholic beer. Athletic brews a variety of great tasting, award-winning non-alcoholic beers, including IPAs, Goldens, Extra Dark Brews, Sours, Hazies, and more, many of which are only available online and for a limited time. They offer hassle-free delivery right to your door when you order at athleticbrewing.com. Athletic Brews Bevs, you can drink anytime, anywhere, and still go right back to whatever you were doing. It's a great fit for parenting, playing sports, watching sports, doing chores, late nights, and early mornings, so you can imbibe without worry. When you support Athletic, you support a company that cares. They're a certified B Corp and donate up to $2 million annually to protect and restore outdoor spaces around the globe through the Two for the Trails program. Try Athletic Brewing non-alcoholic beers for yourself. Use code BETCHES to get 15% off your first order at athleticbrewing.com. That's B-E-T-C-H-E-S at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company. Fit for all times. Okay, really not much going on in pop culture this week, which is good because obviously, like we've said, it's a very heavy week otherwise. But I'm very excited for Avi's birthday to celebrate it in an undisclosed location. (laughs) What are you doing for the secret party? You have a you have yeah. a, a a box. Yeah. No, we're very excited. We're going to see Fred again. We're bringing all our friends along. Avi loves the music scene. He is very excited for his. Does he play levels? You know, I I hope. <laughs> there. I mean, I really like Fred again. Um, I don't know that many of Fred's songs, right. 
But um, do you feel like levels should be like the millennial version of shout? Like we should just replace yes. shout with levels. <laughs> yes, 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 totally. We just have to play it everywhere from now on. Yeah. Before levels, it was stereo love. Kind of yes. still is stereo levels. Love. I think is better. I think it's more. It's iconic. got. It's got like more of like a like build mm-hmm. to like a. It's you more. Just icon- know, you know. It's yeah. more globally iconic. Yeah, and I think it's Stereo Love is Lana Del Rey and Levels is Taylor Swift. Right. For me, it's like it transports me to like a time. Like if you close your a eyes. time you, when I was you, a total mess. Yes. If you close it was your great. eyes and you play Levels, you will be in your soul cycle time machine to wherever um, <gasps> some rave that you were at in your 20s. Yeah, when you were acting like an idiot. And it didn't matter. No, yeah. I um, yeah, we got to go back in our soul. That's what that should be the song that plays when we um, when you're when in the soul cycle time when machine, when cycling, and then they yeah. break the barrier. That's what they should. Wow. Well, you'll if we keep podcasting, eventually by like 2035, we'll have yeah. a script. Yes. <laughs> no, they they tap back into le- into yes. the levels range. That um, would be such a good movie poster. Like right. tap it back in time. Yes. <laughs> Look, we already have come up with the whole marketing plan for this. Hopefully like, they don't have a copyright on that. Cap it back in time is different. Tap it back in time. I love it. Tap it back in time. We got to write this down somewhere. Yeah. Um, but if not, Sean could be writing it down because he's producing. Yeah. Or Holly, our our producers. Um. Yeah, no, I'm very excited for Avi's birthday. We're going to have a really good time. And I also have my brother-in-law's um, wedding on Monday. Oh, that's fun. And his Uffruff, we are on a Friday. So it's very much like, you know, it's big weekend. Yeah, a lot going on. Halloween's coming up. Are you Are you? Uh, going to be going to dress up? I don't know. Are you? <laughs> I'm, well, I'm definitely dressing up. Or, or we have a You Up episode that comes out on I, the I 31st. Heard. So we're going to be dressing up for that. Do you know what you're going to be? No, I haven't figured out. Last year, I was the Monopoly man here to I remember that. develop all Long Beach. Yes, to I remember Long that. Beach. Um, this year, who knows what what other capitalist could I be? Taylor Swift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sam Bankman Freed. Who's my favorite capitalist? Sam, yeah, who's your favorite capitalist? Probably Taylor Swift, because hmm. like she's actually producing something. That's true. Who's a capitalist that makes something like physical? Really good. Like that's like actually actually produce. Sweetie Pie's Bakery on Maine, they're capitalists. They're, they're good. You know. Yeah. Small I'm business. Like, you like, like a, a small, small business, business capitalist? capitalist? You're like, right. fuck this. We're developing the boardwalk. I like a PepsiCo. <laughs> <laughs> PepsiCo. Um, <laughs> um, well, it's, here's the thing though. It's hard. It's hard to get to a certain. It's hard to get. To the level of PepsiCo without um, exploiting destro- a few people, destroying some lives. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing. Up. Well, that's the thing. That's why it's like you're you maintain a lot more innocence as a mom and pop shop. Oh, you know, little I shop was, around the corner yeah, versus yeah. Fox Books. The tale is old as time. Well, and then Fox Books got put out of theoretical business by what? Amazon. Wait, I want to. While we're talking about capitalism, I want to talk about the oversharing ethical dilemma about the Taylor Swift tickets. What is what was your take? So. I think why don't we tell everyone in case they haven't listened. Okay, you tell the question. Okay, so basically someone wrote in and they were like, my friends and I are diehard Taylor Swift fans. We've been fans of hers forever. This other friend of ours, this guy, got a pre-sale code, got four tickets with the intention to sell them, to upsell them. 
um, being an we, asshole, we an think independent scalper. We think it's messed up that he wouldn't sell us the tickets at face value and instead is trying to sell them to someone else. We do a betch assist, which is like our we weigh in on an ethical dilemma. And Naomi and I usually agree. This one we disagreed. She thought it was messed up. I thought like, don't hate the player, hit the game. So, okay. First reaction is I'm like with Naomi. But I will say that this I, this dilemma, I think, calls for... But then when you talked about it again yesterday and you were framing it as like, it's not ethical that someone gets Taylor Swift tickets. Like that you're not... It's not a right. right. It's not a human right to have Taylor Swift tickets. So I agree with you from that perspective too. But I think actually what this reflects is something that I think about a lot when I listen to oversharing the ethicist column in particular, which is that like ethics aside, you could also just be an asshole. And I think there needs to be a category that's like not unethical, but you're an asshole or at least like- I call that the icky category. Okay. Okay. I I would put that in the icky. I'd put it in the icky category. Yeah. I agree. It's not like he didn't do anything illegal is it the nice thing to do? Do I think that he could have just sold it to his friends for a little more than face value? And like, they, or to the people, because also, I, if I recall the original email, that was like someone else who couldn't afford the tickets who he was like refusing to give them to. Right. If he had maybe given it to those people for like a little more than face value, I feel like I, I could have been, been like, that would have been nice, nicer. That well, that's the thing. That's the difference. That would have been nice. That would have been nice. I think we all agree that would have been nice. But it's more about like the feeling of like you're entitled to the thing. I didn't see it as like, well, okay. I did think that like her, she has a right to not be friends with this person. If you're she right like to not be friends with anyone right. for any reason, any time. Right. That's what yeah. I mean. I was like, okay, she's mad because this reflects that like she doesn't have the same values as her friend. And so she could just not be friends with him anymore. So that was sure. my take. I was like, okay, it's not unethical for her to not be friends. It's no more unethical for her to say, I'm writing you off than it is for him to do the ticket buying and you have every right to want to not be friends with someone because they do something that falls in the icky Icky. category yeah which i think it is i don't i agree i don't think it's like on what what does ethics mean does it mean like where where's your line for ethics like well that's it it's it's, it's not on like it's not unethical you're not like cheating you're just frowned upon you're being a dick like you're just you're being a dick Mm. I don't even, I mean, like, this is, this is an, like, if Taylor Swift wanted to make her tickets unavailable for resale, wouldn't that be an option of hers? No, that's like, I don't think that's an option. option. Not to my knowledge. I think someone DM me, it was like, some, some artists can like say that they won't let their tickets be available for resale. I don't see how that would make sense because how could you buy, that doesn't help anyone that if you can't resell a ticket ever. I don't think that that's like, that's, that shouldn't be how you solve the problem. The problem should be the platform, but that's a different issue. Would you stop being friends with someone because they did this? Here's the thing. I think that I just like probably wouldn't be that close with someone who would do that in the first place. And then I wouldn't be any closer with them after. Like I just, I wouldn't get into this with somebody. Just, it wouldn't happen. I, I can't see myself. Okay. I also just... The thing that he did, I think, that was that he went out of his way to do this versus like he just the tickets came to him and like or fell into his hand or he got them and decided he didn't want them anymore. That's what makes it ickier. I mean, yes. I think if the tickets just fell into his lap, then, then he could he do whatever he absolutely wants. Absolutely. Any nothing to anyone ever. Yes. It was the way he went out of his way to like do the system. And like yeah, it's just it's icky. But again, 
I don't think it's not unethical. Right. I Right. There's. It's not that he's saying he's doing something that like, it's not that he's portraying that he's doing something different. Listen, no one has to buy those tickets from him. He could just be left with four or $500 tickets that he are all his. Like, again, and I think that brings me back to my original point of like, seeing Taylor Swift is not your right as an American. Like, right. <laughs> as much as we wish it was. Yes. It's not like, it's not healthcare. It's not like a mask in a pandemic time. It is like a leisurely activity. And if you can't go, listen to her on Spotify. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, or go to the cover band like we are. Yeah, we're going to the cover band. That's I. I haven't bought the tickets yet, but I would imagine they are significantly less expensive. <laughs> you're, you're not. I'm going to try and buy them all, and I'm going to resell them to you at a ridiculous price. I would so buy them only though. once, but I would. That's the thing. That's the way capitalism works. Is like you would set a price, and then if I didn't think it was worth it, I wouldn't buy it. I mean, the market is distorted by the Ticketmaster system, so I can't. You can't say that that's like a perfect, like. I, you can't. I don't think that that this is not a free market. Truly, you know. So but I'm I think saying no that, one is forced to buy these tickets. And right. So that, like, that's what I feel. I also feel like people who were like, "Oh, you went twice." Like some people can't get any tickets. It's like there are tickets available. They're well, just very yeah. expensive. Like, and Sammy, I it's unethical of you to go to Taylor Swift twice when some people haven't even gotten to go once. No, people do say that. Not to me, but people say that. Like on Reddit. It's That's what I'm saying. It's not like an it's not like seeing Taylor Swift is going to a primary care physician. Like But it's also like it's not that you cannot get a Taylor Swift ticket. They're just too expensive. And like that is wrong. I don't want them to mm -hmm. be too expensive. I wish they were cheaper and I wouldn't take someone else's ticket. Like I wouldn't scalp these tickets in a million years. Even if I if I got tickets, but you also don't have the financial uh, freedom to not need to. Maybe he needs the money. Does he? He wrote in the email that he's like his mom is sick or something. No, she wrote. Oh, he, no, he she, said, "Would it make a difference if I told you oh. like someone?" No, whatever, he just he asked that the in money theory. In I thought I, I was unclear whether or not that was actually. I mean, the case. I just think she doesn't have to be friends with a guy if she thinks he's a dick and you don't I don't have think to be friends it, with yeah. anyone for any reason at all like there's no having to be friends you don't have to be in a relationship you don't like what someone does you don't have to be in a friendship you don't have to be in any kind of relationship that you don't want to be in but that's not the question yeah I mean I put it in I put it in the icky category like it's it leaves a bad taste but like are they okay. I put it as a friendship <sighs> red flag not a deal breaker for me personally okay I just think I wouldn't be that like, you're not going into a friendship with the, the person based a, pa a person based on this. It's not like dating. Like you would have a whole history with someone, and right. then they that's would do this. Well, that's why I'm saying it's not like I wouldn't be like, and I'm never speaking to you again. And if I did, yeah, I think not it would be this. a lot more. As Holly said, to give a little more context, the friend has essentially turned her back on the guy entirely for not selling the tickets. She's not mad that he's scalping. She's mad that he didn't give her the tickets. So she's freezing him out. Was that and the, to me? Yeah, that is, that's just selfish. That's entitled. That's her being entitled. Right. No, the, no one that, deserves that, that I deserve these tickets. I, I think she wanted to give them to some. I thought she wanted him to give them to someone. She else. suggested that as an option. No, really, she then later said in the email. I remember said, and now I don't even want the tickets. I just think he should give them to this she wants, person. She wants the tickets. But she did say that in the email. I remember. Fine. I anyway. remember that because that was a a point. But either way. No one owes anyone Taylor Swift tickets. 
And you know what? We should use this energy for real things that people need as a right, like healthcare. Sammy, can I tell you how many emails I've gotten about interpersonal dilemmas on oversharing related to Taylor Swift concerts? Right. And people, do you know how many reviews you've gotten related to Taylor Swift concerts? <laughs> No, I'm just saying like this, this, this Eras tour is ruining friendships. It's, um, creating ethical, like there's so many, I want to send them some, just some of them to you. Cause they want to see them. Yeah, that's maybe, really we'll, funny. maybe I'll do one on this, on maybe this we show. Maybe we should do Taylor a Swift. speak we'll, now, we'll Taylor jo- Swift. Yeah. Ethical, ethical, dilemma. ethical dilemma. We'll have Holly join us also. Yeah, I think that'd that'll be, really be fun. fun. We'll do Let's that maybe do that next, next week. Yeah. Okay. That'll be great. I'll look for one. There's so many. It's like so many that I'm like, this is a, this that makes me understand why she's changing the economy. It also makes <laughs> me understand why there are cult leaders. Right? That's what I'm saying. It's like Star Wars. There is a Star Warship element to this. Look, I love her, but like I would not follow her to Jonestown. I'll just say that. You say that now. <laughs> she's not doing that. She just wants us to listen to music and make bracelets and shit. Anyway, um, that's it for the App Betches podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe and leave us a nice message and DM us and let you know what we, you think about everything. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe and we'll see you next week on the At Betches podcast. At Betches is produced by Sean Kilby and Holly Wilkinson. Editing by Jazz Zapatos and Shannon Sasson. Be sure to follow At Betches on Instagram and send us your emails to podcast at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Sparkling Ice. Bold, unforgettable, and a tall glass of much more than water. Sparkling Ice is the anything but subtle bottle of tasty goodness made with an anti-soda attitude and more antioxidants. With over 17 original flavors, fizzing with zero sugar, vitamins, and antioxidants, Sparkling Ice is all in on bold flavor that you can taste. Pick one up and put the ah back in your day. You can find Sparkling Ice just about wherever your thirst hits, from online to grocery stores, bodegas, and convenience stores. Betches.